Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an outstanding woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are role models for living your life's purpose, how to be resilient and create positive relationships, build your successful career, and discover your own natural ability to lead. Now, if you listen to these conversations, you know I've interviewed these amazing leading women for over 10 years. I love sharing their stories so much that I chose 19 of the best experts from these interviews to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. It's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and the business section of your area bookstores. This week, I'm pleased to introduce you to an amazing superstar musician and humanitarian, Morena Arsenovich. I met Morena at the Take the Lead Day in New York City in November, and she has the most heartbreaking and inspiring story I think I've ever heard. Morena was born and raised in Serbia. She was pursuing her successful career as a composer and classical pianist in Eastern Europe when the blended societies in Yugoslavia split apart. She celebrated and honored both Muslim and Christian cultures with music until the extremists drove her out of her homeland, and she found asylum in the United States. Since then, Marina has been composing and performing to share her love of life and humanity with the people of, of the world. She has been honored with more awards than I can possibly name here, but you may have seen her on PBS in her Unity Through Diversity concerts that she performed with the West Point Band and Cadet Glee Club, one of many of her performances throughout the world. One of Morena's missions is to give her Serbian countrymen and women the voice that, that has been lost in their history. In that effort, she is currently adapting the book from Maliva Marek, Einstein into a screenplay and musical composition. Italian musician in her own right, Maliva Einstein made her own contribution to the theory that Albert Einstein received credit for and the Nobel Peace Prize. We'll talk about uh, Morena's current work and hear more about her story. I'm so very pleased to welcome Morena to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Thanks for being with me. Good to talk with you again. Well, good morning. I'm so glad you're with me. It's been uh, been a month or so since I was in New York for Take the Lead Day, and and seeing you is wonderful. So thank you so much for being with me, and I can't wait to talk about this book. Good morning, Nancy, and thank you very, very much for including me in your conversations, and I'm very happy to talk about uh, all the work which you did with uh, spreading the word about women equality and uh, what I've done on my end. It, it's going to take us all, and we're all connected. And, and again, I consider you a leading woman and one of my sisters in my community, so in my neighborhood. So thank you so much. You know, I, I start out these conversations with you telling me your story because I believe Stories are how we connect with one another and when we tell each other about who we are and our story and how we get to be who we are that day or even that moment really really brings us together and really connects us. So I'd like for you to just share your story about who you are, 
how you became who you are, because your story, this, this is actually a, quite an amazing day to talk, some, talk about some very, very powerful, empowered women, and let's just start with you, okay? Tell me about how did you get to be you? Uh, well, I was born and raised in a country called at the time former Yugoslavia. I was born in Belgrade, which is now Serbia. Uh, my country had uh, gone through uh, many different conflicts and wars over the centuries. So every generation was affected by either world war or a civil war. Yeah. Uh, my my grandparents went through a world war and and the first world war and everybody lost their loved ones uh, in that in all this conflict. So I was uh, affected by a civil war in the 90s and uh, at the time I was uh, finishing the music school university in Belgrade and I already had. Uh, started an international career as a classical pianist. I won six international awards. I always try to do more uh, with myself and try to help people around me. So uh, being just a classical pianist at the time of wars and conflict wasn't enough for me. I've seen people suffering, people try starting to kill each other because of their differences, uh, ethnic differences, religious differences. And I use the music as a tool to uh, show our common humanity. So I started to combine Christian and Muslim melodies and rhythms in a form of uh, classical crossover to, to actually try to build bridges between all of us and to remind us that we are all one under the sun. Well, as you can imagine, during uh, the Yugoslavian wars were one of the bloodiest war in, in recent yeah. history. It was a four-year of bloody wars that ended with the split up of a country that we all loved and were born. So now you have all these independence countries, and um, they're now free. The, the issue was that you have to find a way to show people that we have to live together. After I created several music albums that were first classical, that reached uh, the top charts, uh, music charts in 11 European countries, the latest one during the war was My Balkan Soul, where I uh, merged all those melodies and rhythms, traditional, and put them in, in a classical crossover form. And those albums sold over one million copies. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the problem for me was I I didn't feel completely free in those countries to express everything what I wanted because one side was affected. I would I was maybe on a line to be imprisoned or killed or so I I left uh, the first day of freedom after bombing. We were bombed during the 1999 um, NATO yeah. allies uh, bombed Serbia and Kosovo. I left exactly the first day, and uh, it was a bipartisan arrangement from uh, Congress, American side, and I came to the United States and was able here to continue my mission of uh, unity in the face of diversity, uh, showing mm-hmm. the strength in the, the diversity. Yeah. 
And so through all the concerts at uh, Carnegie Hall and no other concerts around the uh, United States, I uh, was able to create a program for public television called Marina at West Point, Unity Through Diversity, with the West Point Band and West Point Glee Club, which now has over 180 million uh, PBS viewers. Um, I've got Emmy nomination for the show, and I was just extended the broadcast contract to the end of 2019. So yeah. in short, this is a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but I think the most amazing thing about you is that you you took your talents and your uh, your wonderful abilities and chose to to do something to to bring us together. And music is probably one of the most uh, valuable methods to bring people together of every age, every religion, every culture, and like you said, uh, the diversity, unity with diversity in the Balkan soul and, and bringing Muslims and Christians together. And you took the high road. I mean, you know, you, you, you had so many challenges in your country, and as you said, you lost family. You know, you saw the, the effects of war. What makes a, some people go forward like you have and take their talents and abilities and, and really, really create such a joy for others, whereas others, become depressed or angry or defensive and choose to create more war? Well, you see, it probably comes from a family, uh, how I was uh, raised. I could not accept corruption. I could not accept irregular options that I've seen around me, even though when I was very, very uh, young. I wanted to fight, but fight in a way that I was uh, that I thought effective would be effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the only tool at that time and weapon I had was my music. Yeah. So rather than playing just classical music that somebody else wrote many centuries ago, I said, why don't use all these melodies around me uh-huh. and show us how we all dance together and sing yes. music? Yes how we all read the same literature, how we all worship the same, the, the same people around us. So music, uh, is, as a universal language, is the best tool to actually talk about different topics. Yeah. And for yeah. me, just being a classical pianist wasn't enough to change the, the environment about me, I used to talk about what was important to me. And, and yeah. you know, sometimes you cannot live with a situation around you. It, yeah. my, my stomach wasn't able to digest all what I saw. So you have to, you have to change. You, have, you know how they say, if you don't like the situation, you remove yeah. yourself, you change, <laughs> or you right. accept. Well, I, couldn't, I knew I could not accept. Yeah, and yeah. what is really, uh, you know, we are talking. We are now in in this country of of diverse talks and challenges. But what really struck me about United States was that I, as a foreigner at the time, was able to create a PBS show with one of the major American institutions, as West Point was, to mm-hmm. talk through music about diversity. I can tell you that nowhere in the world I would be able to do that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely there are, there are great reasons for you to come to this country so that you you could do the work that you're doing. Yes. And, yes. and continue to do the work that you're doing, by the way. 
when before we before I started the recording, we talked about empowering women. And you, you know, and I, I said this to someone once. I said, I said, you know, I work with women. I do, I work with women's leadership and women empowerment. I said, but the first thing that I had to do was to empower myself. And I think that's exactly what you had to do also. But you've taken that empowerment and that leadership and you've taken it to such a level that it's impacting the world in such a positive way. But you are, again, such a wonderful, positive, um, wonderful, empowered female role model, mentor for so many women. And now... And now you're doing something else. So, uh, you know, we could probably talk for about three hours, but we don't have that. And so I want to talk about what you're doing now, along with your beautiful music and and connecting us all. But this book, uh, as I said, I finished this book last night. It's about 2,000 pages. (laughs) And it's called My Life with Albert Einstein by Maliva America Einstein. And, you know, it's a fascinating book and you're promoting the the author's book, you know, and I think what makes this book unique, and then I'm going to be quiet and let you talk, but I think what makes this book very unique is based on uh, personal correspondence letters, which at the time, you know, in the 1800s, that, of course, is the way people communicated, and they communicated extremely well with letters because that was their true form of, of communication. So these letters of correspondence between Maliva and and Albert and and other key members and family and so forth uh, really brings the story to life in such a way that uh, it really becomes very, very real about uh, Maliva and for Albert and and kind of what happened with this woman who basically sacrificed herself for this man. So I'm going to be quiet now and I'm going to let you talk, but this woman is extremely, this woman, Maliva, I, I really, really appreciated her. And we do definitely need to make sure that she gets the credit so that is so well-deserved. But all right, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> well, yeah, as I talk about uh, impact of war and how I use music to uh, talk about issues that I, it was close to me to bring people together, uh, the same things I'm doing now uh, with the topics that I'm really passionate about. In this case, was about Mileva Maric Einstein, the first wife of uh, Albert Einstein. I thought that if I'm able musically to create a story about really incredible life of a woman that was mistakenly not given a rightful place in history, uh, I would be able to come across uh, different nations and cultures to tell this story through music. So that's why I was passionate about Mileva's story. Uh, what I'm doing now about this book, um, I first read a book in my native language, Serbian. The professor Milentievic who wrote the book, she was chairman of a history department at the City College of the City University of New York. She uh, was associate dean of a university. She was actually a minister of information for the former country of Yugoslavia. She came during the wars to help the country to spread the word. Uh-huh. So uh, I thought that I, my goal is to bring this phenomenal story to uh, this market to, <laughs> and, and to, to English. So that's what I did. 
but the whole story about Mileva, who was the only woman to enter the section of mathematics and physics at that elite polytechnic university in Zurich at the end of 19th century, the woman with extraordinary intelligence and talent, but at the time when she met Albert at the same university, her fate became bound to his life and ambition. She completely, she was raised in patriarchal Serbian family, so she was really willing to sacrifice her own academic career and even her visibility to the dream of achieving something outstanding together. Uh, There are many different talks about how much she contributed, but uh, why Professor Milantievich, I think, succeeded in telling us uh, how much she was a part of, of his major work of relativity is she was using Einstein's own words. So uh, uh, one that we have now, it's the same letters at uh, Hebrew University in Jerusalem of Einstein's letters to Mileva, and he is referring to our papers. He says as equal, re- referring as our theory, our work of relative, uh, relative motion. He also talked about heavily relying on Mileva's emotional support at the critical right. time in his life. Uh, he was saying, without you, I lack confidence. I lack pleasure in work. Without you, my life is no life. And what we all have to understand, Mileva was not a beautiful woman. She was not Jewish. She was older. She had a limp. But she had that something that Einstein was so drawn into. She was a brilliant woman. She was an intelligent mm-hmm. woman. And all his physics uh, equations, she was able to translate into a mathematical equations. Right. So we yeah, can she... implement them. And, mm-hmm. and he, all his work, major work, happened while he was still married to her in 1905 all five major papers, including his theory of relativity. So uh, those were all facts that uh, were overseen. And yeah, they, weren't, uh, they were not only overseen, but they, papers were destroyed and information was destroyed yes. to make sure that there was no connection to her basically having any, any mathematical or any, any connection at all with any of, of her assistance with any of the theories of yes, relativity. One particular detail that I don't know how many people talk about, but when he finally wanted, when he finally became very famous and he he was a big womanizer and he, he asked for divorce, she was able to ask him actually to be a part of divorce papers that if he ever gets a Nobel Prize, that the money goes to her and her property. Mm-hmm. as they have two sons, of which one, Edward, was schizophrenic, and she was afraid that she wasn't able to help him. Yeah. So uh, my question is why Albert accepted that clause in the divorce if she wasn't instrumental in his work? Yeah. Well, she, she and Albert were... I mean, they studied together. They trained together. I mean, everything he did, he did with her. She was a sounding board. As you said, she was the mathematical genius that helped to create the calculations and, and therefore put, the, put them on paper. Now, why would he do that? Because I, I think he absolutely knew that. 
he, he would not have been successful without her. He would not have been successful. Exactly, he exactly. Been, but also, there, there also why, why was the decision that they publish all their work only under his name? Yeah. So yeah. Professor Milentievich is saying that uh, probably she wanted, number one, she loved him so much that she wanted him to become famous number right. one and number two that with that she was looking for him uh, to help him to find a job and to marry her at the time number one right. number two at the time if we are talking about bias against woman today then can you believe what happened at that time bias against woman at that time a publication cross-signed with the woman might have carried the last weight and she knew that yeah, but he never, he never really, uh, you know. Well, you know, as I as I said before we started chatting, though, I said I really don't like Albert Einstein because not only that, she conceived and and contraception was available in Europe at that time, but they chose to not use contraception, and she became pregnant prior to their marriage and actually had a daughter. Yes, which, yes, which which uh, which, which based on Professor Milentievich was uh, gave up to adoption to uh, her best yeah. friend in Novi Sad. The other researchers don't really know what happened with that, but yes, that was the the part of the, her life that carried throughout her life. And you know, if I'm talking about now, I'm creating a music that will be something like Modern Butterfly, because uh-huh. her life remind me of. Madam Butterfly, and uh, it is a tragic story, but it's a tragic story that created this outstanding work that we use yeah. today. Yeah. So she completely diminished herself in order to bring this amazing work to fruition. Yeah. As you know, we know many women uh, that were not recognized for their contributions. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and our friend Gloria Feld, uh, president of Take the Lead Women's Leadership Parity Movement, she wrote a review of the book, and she said in her review that it's an extremely uh, important contribution, not just to understand the importance of her personal life with Albert Tyson, but also to illuminate the larger historical context of the diminished lives of even the most brilliant of a woman, yeah, yeah. like Rosalind but, Franklin, whose research of DNA was largely credited to Francis Crick, and, and all the other cases. So, oh, a- absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, they say behind every good man is, a, is an even better woman, and I, I truly believe there's been, as you said, there's been many women that have sacrificed their own careers and forego personal achievements so that their their lover, their loved one, their husband, whoever that might be, could be successful. But but didn't she also truly wanted to be married? But didn't she also hope that he she would be recognized? In fact, after the divorce, didn't she attempt to say basically, because she didn't want the divorce. Yes. I mean, at least that's what the book suggests, that she did not want to be yes. divorced. She truly loved him. She always loved him. But that if he didn't stop the divorce, she would publicly uh, yes. talk say about that, her contribution. Yes, yes. She, was, she would publicly say that she was one who helped him to uh, all five major page yeah. papers, including theory of relativity, and he yeah. had to agree. 
Yeah. Well, and, and of course you had you had testimonials and and people within the in the book that basically said that they didn't understand why her name was not on these papers that she wasn't given credit for her contributions and and you know wondered why as well why her name was not on these uh, papers and all these yeah it says were. a lot it says a lot about Albert Einstein because if you compare that to a story Madame Curie when her husband uh, was about to get the award he was saying he would not accept if his wife's name is not together uh, on, yeah. On the page. yeah. So that says a lot about Albert Einstein, and I think that's why this story is so important and so uh, important to a woman today. I I personally believe in partnership, and I think that many uh, uh, tremendous work uh, happened between partnership between two women or woman and a man, and yeah. that it has to be properly recognized. And her story yeah, is deeply tragic. Yeah, no, no, no. It's tragic, but why music is important for why it was uh, important to me to bring this story besides uh, helping other women uh, seeing her uh, case and helping them realize how they should act in life is because they, besides science, they have a great synergy through music. Yes, they did. Both of them. They, they would. Did. They would have those musical soirees during their studies in Zurich, and they would play often uh, Mozart and Beethoven and Haydn and Schubert. Uh, she, she was a very good uh, amateur violinist. She played piano, and she played traditional instrument tamburitsa. So I'm using all that into creating a uh, musical play, which I will first workshop at La Mama. Uh, Broadway, the- Broadway Theater. So uh, I'm putting together so, all these people who are passionate about the topic, and uh-oh. and wow. I believe that that can bring a different light. Well, it, it's a wonderful book for so many reasons, and we know that many, many women have been left out of the history books that, again, had great achievements and, gave, and great contributions that were erased from history, that we need to go and find these women, and we need to, to make sure that they're, that they're recognized for their contributions. Yes, but you see, even, even what is important with this book, even Professor Dr. Robert Schulman, who was the former director of the Einstein Papers Project and editor of the collected papers of Albert Einstein, stated that this is surely the, the first authoritative study of Einstein's first wife, Mileva Marie yeah. Einstein. Yeah, it because is. The yeah. author uses, I think if you see there, I think there's over 3,000 references. So it's very scrupulous use of facts. And the own words of Einstein in the papers that were saved, as you know, her, her letters to him were destroyed. Yeah. And yeah. so we, we really don't have the whole scope of a picture, but his were saved. So this is Interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and, and then and then you know, professor traveled all over. She went to her own town in former Yugoslavia, Novi Sad. She went to Switzerland. So she interviewed so many people, and and you can hear so many different facts and uh, and words of of people that were around them at the time. Yeah. You know, you know, it would be great about this uh, this play, this musical that you're talking about. It could be the next Hamilton. Oh well. You know? <laughs> Well, no, from your words, God yeah, no, but I mean, think about it because it's history, and and Hamilton, I think, is has become such a popular 
uh, musical piece production is because it is history, but it's given to us in such a way that people do receive it. They do understand it. It doesn't uh, make them defensive or push back. They, it, it brings truly a beautiful story to the public, and I think that's what your musical would do as well. You know, yes, I think it will be the next Hamilton. I'm going to, I'm going to bet on that. Well, I'm, I I'm, as I say, it will be like a modern day's modern butterfly. That's how I see it, and well, uh, it would be uh, used in the form of classical and pop and jazz, so people yeah. can really relate to a music, something that you, and, that you know and something new. Well, I will be there for the opening night, and you need to make sure that I have that on my calendar. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. I, I, would, I, would lo- I would love to. I would be so excited to. Uh, well, I know when you told me about this book, I went, I have to talk. I have to get that book. I have to find out more. And, and I think that's what people will do. They need to find out more. And they need to understand that history books don't believe everything you read and don't believe everything you hear. You need to look further and deeper oftentimes. But I want to thank you for this wonderful, wonderful contribution, but also the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis to bring us together with beautiful music and with your, with your, whole, your whole, you know, you're just a beautiful soul. There's no doubt about it. You, just, you bring such a bright light into the room when you, when you enter and, and really bring people together. So where can they learn more about you and what you're doing? Of course, you're, I don't know that you sleep much, do you? <laughs> Thank you, Nancy, you're... very much for spreading this word. And, uh, yes, they can learn more about me at marinainamerica.com. I'm very active on Instagram. They can, they can actually get the book on Amazon. Uh, yeah. At this point, uh, e-version is available on any device. New print is coming out, but they can download in any device. Uh, so we talk about uh, My Life with Albert Einstein by uh, Professor Milintievich. And uh, uh, I'm also doing something special about my countryman Nikola Tesla, uh, and I'm doing a Tesla Rhapsody for piano and orchestra, but that's for another <laughs> for another uh, hour interview. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think you would be spending too much time just sitting around, but uh, I, I, your your contributions and your and your energy and and what you bring to the world is so very very powerful and so very very important. So I look forward to seeing you again in New York. Uh, I'm sure you will be at other Take the Lead programs. I'm, I'm a board member, so I will be back in New York soon. I talked to Gloria a couple of days ago. She has left New York. She is in Arizona out of the snow. So she, <laughs> didn't, she, doesn't want, she doesn't want anybody to know that, so don't tell. Don't tell <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, once again, congratulations, and I, and I love what you do, and it's always a joy to be with you and to talk with you. So I know we will, I won't say goodbye. I'll just say see you soon, and and I want to thank you for your time today. See you very, very soon, and thanks a lot for everything you do for women around the world. You have a great day.